You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and today I'm joined by... Marcus Hurley. We have finally seen The Rise of Skywalker, the ninth Star Wars movie in the Skywalker trilogy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Saga. No, that's... Trilogy, <laughs> trilogy of trilogies, shall we say. Yes, yes. Uh, so there was a lot riding on this. J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, said that he that this film was squarely positioned as a finale, not just to this recent trilogy, but also the entire saga to date. Yes. Did he deliver, Marcus? Um, it had a Lord of the Rings style ending. Lots of hugging, lots of tears. I half expected it to fade out and fade back in nine times as well. With, like, you know, Finn getting on the boat and going off to the elven world. Um, I liked it. i got to say, um, there is a massive elephant in the room, and let's get it out of the way. I don't know, how are we going to do this? Optimism and then go for the slight niggles? Um, because I I loved it. I, I sat in the cinema, and I, I I was just, I was happy. Um, I think what we've got to... What there we've was got a hell to, of a lot going on. But, I think what we've got to sort of do, really, at well, for me, is separate Hmm. uh, the experience of watching the film to the film itself and where it sort of sits in the the grand sort of hierarchy. I enjoyed it because it felt like a a, a sequel and follow-up to uh, Force Awakens. Um. I've always felt that The Last Jedi felt like a... While still, I... I, It was long. It was long for me. It's not a bad film. I do enjoy it. I've seen it three times. But that felt a bit like a slightly different story. Almost like... Maybe because of the way it was different. It was, you know... Obviously, the directoral changes. 
it felt like another Star Wars story, almost like a side story going on. Um, yeah. Even though it was part of the main thing, and they hark they hark back to events that happen and stuff. But it felt that felt like it felt like a Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker were two films that led into each other, and then referenced some of the things that happened in Last Jedi, or actually. But then turning that on its head and making complete bullshit of what I said, um, a lot of what happens in this film is because of what happens in The Last Jedi. I think, I've been thinking about I. it magic all day. I've been <laughs> thinking about it all day. And to me, yeah, this is like, this to it me need, feels... It needed to end on a, on a, on a rollercoaster high. Like a, it needed to go big, I feel. Yeah, but the problem is, right, you see, I always have this issue with uh, when people talk about heavy metal and how, like, Slayer is, like, really heavy. But to me, that doesn't feel like heavy. That just feels like noise. I've always preferred, I've always thought of heavy as, like, Rage Against Machine, Hmm. where you've got space in between the beats. Okay. And that, for me, feels like much more of an impactful thing rather than a dirge. Yeah. I thought the ending of this movie was a dirge. Okay. And I was falling asleep. I know it was late, but up until that, the film had held my attention. Yeah. Anyway, the thought I was trying to crystallize before that was, for me, yeah, it feels much more like in the spirit of of The Force Awakens. I think uh, for many people, especially those that had a problem with The Last Jedi, it's the sequel they were looking for. Uh, But it's, I also wonder... If there is so much uh, a thing as in, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, you know. You, Are you on about the you, swing? Because, I'm, because No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, you know, maybe sometimes you, you want to be cautious of what you wish for. Because yeah. uh, whatever criticisms you might have of The Last Jedi, the fact that Ryan Johnson swerved or a lot of those questions that were posed by... The Force Awakens, as in who is Ray, mostly. Uh, it's it's literally like <laughs> I said earlier. I think I commented someone earlier. It's almost like you could rename this particular Star Wars trilogy the Hot Potato trilogy, yeah. where literally he went, "There you go," and Ryan Johnson went, "Oh, oh, oh, fuck you," and just fucking threw it straight back in. <laughs> yeah, because he literally just did something completely different. But this is the thing. I think there was an intention by Kathleen Kennedy and it was a well-natured feeling that she wanted to give all these directors like a chance to kind of have their own spin on Star Wars. Mm. So we started off with The Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams, safe pair of hands, re-established the the trilogy, you know. And it was, you know, it was fairly close. It was fairly, he played it fairly safe. Uh, hit a lot of the beats from the first film and Empire, and and there we go, and and and, and we're off to the races. He handed it off to Ryan Johnson. You look at look at what Ryan Johnson has done before. He has made small scale films, which he has almost completely altered himself with very little uh, in, uh, studio interference, and he's been like a Lauren to himself. And I think they trusted him. They thought that he had a good idea. And if you look at how Star Wars films have been constructed before, they're quite often not that much happening, especially in the original trilogy. We're looking at like maybe two, three sort of sets. Yeah. Uh, and Lots and, of exploration and, so, and talking. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and allowing lots of uh, character development and set pieces within and stuff. And that's what Ryan Johnson did because that's how Ryan Johnson interpreted Star Wars. You look at The Force Awakens, like I, I said to you before, uh, it's not. A lot of people said that was a remake of A New Hope, but if you look at how much is in that film, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, and it moves like the clappers. <laughs> this film is like three of those films in one. It's like. I, 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 remember, I remember your comment. You sat down and you were like. Bloody hell, it's not it's really not taking its time, is it? Yeah, well I went <laughs> for a piss and felt like I'd missed an entire episode of a TV show. 
And you went, no, calm down, it's fine, she's just gone somewhere else. Yeah. But that's the rate at which the film yeah. moves. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. It is it is unbelievable. Like, I mean, if you are like... You blink, I mean, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, you'll miss it. I mean, it is a film like maybe pandering to this generation it, where kids can't hold their fucking attention span beyond a five-minute YouTube clip. Maybe, maybe. it's that. Um, I've got to say, though, the only part to me that slowed down was the last act. Or I don't know about the last act because this doesn't. This didn't feel like a three act structure. It felt like more like a ten. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're well. But the the, fi- the final part of it, um, not going into spoilers, but the final part of it, that's the only part to me that felt slow, and maybe that's why it had that impact on you, because everything else was paced and paced and paced, and that just seemed to just slow down and just drag. On. It felt like watching a video game, uh, like Let's Play. <laughs> yeah. Because like there was like all these different levels, and it was like, okay, we've been here for ten minutes now. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. And 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 also, like as as good as it is, it's so mad, isn't it? Because normally, what happens is you split the team up, and you. Cut between wait, wait, wait. Are different we, are locations. We go, are, we, are we dancing round still? Or are we going to go into some spoilers? Because I know it's hard to really explain without going into it. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in, but it's just before we accidentally just start dropping spoiler bombs. Uh, well, I was going to hold on as long as possible. Cool. All right. But, good. Good. Man. Yeah. No, let's but, let's go. Let's do it. But the thing is, yeah, normally, right? What they do is they split the team up and they have them like sort of. And they and they kind of like keep your attention by cutting between these mm. different places. But what we have in this film is most of the main players uh, all together and basically jumping through like about six different planets. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy, and it and it and it's really entertaining. But I sort of feel like. They're just throwing everything at the wall. Maybe, you know? maybe, like it's, maybe it's... if I wanted to put my philosophical hat on, you know, in the same way that you would, an English literature student, try and find the meaning in a prose in a single line. Maybe the way that it is, the way that everything's moving so fast, and they, you can't really catch your breath. Maybe that's the feeling that maybe it's meant to capture the panic they're feeling because at the end of the last film, the rebellion's dead. There's literally just a handful of people. And then they learn, and you're thrown in right at the start, that the threat is just escalated even more. Okay. So I well, don't know. Maybe, maybe it, I kind of got the sense that they were literally scrambling, like, oh, God, what what do we do? I don't know. I don't know. Just go over there. Just go over there. Just go over there and we'll sort it out. Okay, shit. We're over there now. What do we do? Shit, I don't know. Um, um, let's Let's quickly go that way. Not in a detrimental way. But that was the feeling I kind of got for it. I, I started to panic a bit and feel a bit of the desperation going on. I was a bit miffed. I mean, it's no secret. We all knew that Emperor Palpatine was back before this movie came out. And like yeah, I said to you... We apologise, but um, he's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but like, like I said to you on the way out of the cinema... It's like they almost had to make sure that you knew that. Yeah. Because it would have been such a shock going in. I mean, if I hadn't known that and I'd just watched that, I mean, I'd you be, knew I'd be, about it. I'd be reeling. I, if I didn't, if to be honest, if I didn't know, I would have... But then you have it from the, the, the start of the crawl. The crawl just spells it out for you. And then you've basically got the time that the words leave to get over that shock. Yeah. And then just start strapping yourself in for the absolute lunatic roller coaster that, that film is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not denying. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I uh, for 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 at least like three quarters of yeah. this film. I I, I was I, I was absolutely loving the 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 camaraderie. Yeah. I like the fact that you know we got to see loads of three PO got yes. something to do. Finally, yeah. like I mean, I mean that's what it is. I mean, if, if anything, Chewbacca gets sidelined a bit more. 
Well, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. almost given he's, the kind of freak show role a bit, isn't he? He kind of yeah, he turns up of. and he, he's you yeah, know, he's, he's a bit of he's a bit of a plot device almost <laughs> here and there, say. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think also like maybe that's making up for the fact that they uh, ha- they didn't weren't able to do very much with Leia, hmm. although what they did with Leia was very skillfully done. Yes, I was uh, impressed. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of a dodgy sort of flashback stuff where I think they were just flexing their tech for yeah. Rogue One a bit. But um, young young Luke looked pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that was weird. And, uh, it was just for a second, but uh, yeah, no, that's not really the main focus. But the stuff they did, I think they must have reused some bits from the other films. Yeah, to just get her replying saying no and. Yeah. There's a new hope, and oh, you know, like whatever. Yeah, I think yeah. it was all using a lot of stuff. I, I reckon on, a lot the of the shots where you saw her talking to characters, and there must have been a lot of reshoots. Her talking to yeah. characters, you don't see her face. It's yeah, you, know, you see like the back of her head or something like that, or an actor, and you, that could be anyone. So they could they could reshoot those bits and yeah, they digitize could, they were her voice. Literally moving her about like yeah. where they needed her to be, sort of thing. Um, but. No, it was cool. And I, I did notice it. I mean, it was only noticeable by the fact that we know she's not alive and yeah. wasn't alive at the time this film started shooting. So uh, that was all very skillfully done, I thought. Well, uh, I, I kind of think some of the scenes, though, I'm sure she must have filmed some bits or maybe they'd used them from other bits and imposed her in because she had some proper scenes where it was her and it wasn't digital. Yeah, um, but I, no, but I think that's all stuff that was from the, uh, the last couple of movies. Okay. That yeah. they just like sort of skillfully. Oh wow! I'm, know, impre- was... I'm even more impressed then, because yeah. I, I genuinely thought she started filming this and then passed. Um, yeah, no, wow. no, no, no. Like she, she, she was not alive. No. at all for the entire. Oh, yeah, you're right. Movie. It has been a while, isn't it? Yeah. So I think they they basically they did some clever stuff to sort of rearrange her and put yeah. her in and make and rewrote the script around it. So yeah. That, they, that they she, did a great they job with that. They lines though. that she'd yeah. done so that it would make sense. So they, 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 did such a, they did such a good idea, sort of using elements that have come before. I, to be honest, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree that it's it's balmy the 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 way that the film goes. I mean, it's it definitely feels like it's condensed and almost having to do a Usain Bolt off the blocks to try and get everything that was probably meant to be in there out. Yeah. Um, but I I kind of still feel as though I can give it a pass, even though, yeah, it is a big firework of a film and it doesn't have the depth that Last Jedi did. And it doesn't even have the depth that Force Awakens did. Some of the elements in there felt a lot more grounded. Like when they went to go and see, was it Mars in the temple? Yeah. Um, that all slowed down quite nicely and you had a little bit where she's discovering the lightsaber and all that sort of thing and then the next set piece kicks off in Force Awakens um, so it, it didn't seem to have as many moments like that that clearly almost set up the next set piece to happen it was almost like you land and you're in the middle of the set piece already kicking off um, but I, I I genuinely think that because they know this is going to be the last Star Wars film until Disney decide they're going to bring more out. I don't know. Um, they've just they've just gone for broke. Yeah, um, I was listening to something earlier today, and apparently, um, even though I think some of the actors may have said that they're done with it now, uh, I don't think Kathleen Kennedy is. So uh, this is the end of the trilogies. Yeah. Going forwards, I think there will not be any more trilogies at all more star wars stories it's they're gonna do a marvel they're just gonna do a marvel and to try and focus on individual films until they culminate in something massive yeah that's what they're gonna do it's simple as they know it works yeah and oh, that's God. and that's the other thing that's the other thing right because this year yeah i was sort of dreading this year um in terms of movies and franchises and stuff ending, because we've had them all end. We've had Avengers end, we've had Game of Thrones end, and we've had Star Wars end, as we know it. And so, for me, like, there was, if 
when you're positioning this film as like the end of a 40-year saga, <laughs> yeah. that this, I just think it just cannot hold a candle no. to Avengers Endgame. No, 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 no. But then they're completely different. Well, not completely different. The only reason why Avengers Endgame works and the way it works is because from the start, they used the formula they're familiar with, which is the comic book formula. You yeah. set up individual titles, have their films, and then you do the event. And then yeah. each of the events, they learn and learn, and then it's the second season, the second arc building, and then the second arc event, and then you've got the third arc, and then, it, and then the third arc event, the super event. Um, that's why it works so well, because they that's why they made the decision to call it the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because they knew what they were doing. It, it was yeah. a gamble. If it didn't pay off... If it didn't pay off, if any one of those major films, if Iron Man, if if Robert Downey Jr. walked away after Iron Man 2 and Chris Evans said he was done after um, uh, Winter Soldier, could you imagine? (laughs) All of that would just come crumbling down. Because there's no way you could replace those people because there's so much investment. But I think Star Wars is one of those things where because all the stories were if you think back to like after the original trilogy and you had the expanded universe, it splintered off. So you had all these different stories like going into the future and I think that's what's kind of, I don't want to say poisoned it, but that's kind of it's almost created this ecosphere that everyone's in and they hear bits and pieces and they know this and it feels like it's already fact. Kind of like how the comics are how comics are with Marvel. But with Star Wars, it's all like little bits here and there, and they're told in different ways. So it's not it's not treated as a whole arc, in a sense. Even though they tried to do it with the prequels and stuff like that, the prequels really were... The prequels um, were really the Palpatine uh, uh, saga. Because it's how he rises to become the Emperor. Well, that, that, I think they that's say what they're positioning the Vader. whole thing to be. Yeah, but, that, but that's the thing. They say it's about um, the Skywalker thing and how um, Thingy becomes Vader. But if you look at those films, it's really how how the, em- the Empire is born. Okay, let's get into it then. So, Okay, are we going so, spoilers? Yeah. Yeah, full-on spoilers okay. from now on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. They finally reveal who Ray is. This is the biggest spoiler, so you might want yeah. to fast forward about half an hour and then listen to something else, or go yeah. to the cinema. <laughs> yeah, go to cinema first. So Ray is the granddaughter of Palpatine. Now, a friend of mine actually raised this as a potential thing at the time that people were speculating this, and I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe whatever." But I, I just wrote, wrote it off because I thought, "Yeah, he's out of it." You know, that's mm. no. Big concern. Yeah, I, think, I, I heard that as well at some point. I mean, this is the... obviously like, I mean, I didn't even think about it when they re- mentioned that it was the return of Palpatine, but yeah, they it's, it's just weird they decided to go with that. Um, See, I, I thought that she everyone was assuming she was either going to be a Skywalker because it's the obvious choice. Um, it's or such, Kenobi, yeah, Kenobi. yeah, it was either it was either, yeah, it was either a Skywalker, Kenobi, or a Jin. Like Qui Gon, those are the main yeah. main theories going around. I suspected she might have Sith blood in her. See, I, all of that would have, all of that would have rested better with me if it was like it's not too dissimilar to Daenerys' turn in Game of Thrones, is it? No. Really, where you're like, oh right, you know, when she's like angling for the ship and stuff, and all yeah. of a sudden goes all electric style. Yeah, it's like yeah, that would have been a great thing to to just whacking like film two yeah but that's the thing they they kind of hint at it if you go in four in um uh was it's a second one isn't it it's yeah it's um in the last jedi where she's in that pit and he's telling her about how you reach out to the thing and she just reaches straight to the dark side without any fear yeah it's because it's it's yeah, I suppose they, the do, they do go there. And I, a bit, I jokingly, I? I jokingly said she's a force user, but the moment you see her, she's always angry. 
Yeah. Always from the start, always angry. Like when you first see Finn. Yeah, she has got a ragey yeah, bit going Yeah, that's what on, I'm saying. When I've you first, noticed. when you first, when she first meets Finn, she's running at him, and he runs because it looks like she's going to beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts running in Force Awakens, and also I suspected that she might. Um, I I kind of thought they were going to flip. I thought it was going to be the redemption of Ben, and she was going to fall to the dark side. I oh, there's that no was... redemption for Ben. He fucking killed Han Solo. Yeah, but I thought I thought that was where they were going to go with this whole trilogy thing. But then the second film didn't really do any of that, and it's just. Um, but also, the thing that made me kind of contemplate the fact that she may be sort of Sith or maybe even Palpatine level is her staff, which sadly did. I was wondering at the end, is that part of her staff? What? The okay. Since we're doing since we're doing spoilers, the yellow saber. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. That well, that's the one she made herself, isn't it? Yeah, but it's from her staff because it's oh, all so dark. she used. Well, well, that wouldn't surprise me if she's already got some stuff on that. This yeah, is what I meant. Because um, the moment I saw that staff that she carries around, I said that looks like a lightsaber weapon. Because of the architecture, way it's built. I mean, I've said it in many podcasts. So I suspect. I mean, and the thing is, is in the expanded universe, one of the Sith lords did actually have a either a spear or double-ended spear, and it was one of the ones. I think it might have even been Palpatine's master who he mentions. Oh right. Um, I can't remember if it's like Sidious or someone like that, or I can't remember some. I can't remember the names. To be honest, um, goes back. But I think one of them did actually have a a lightsaber spear and so the, the theory was that I was thinking because she's a scavenger she would have found all of this stuff yeah yeah that's interesting because yeah. it's it's a lightsaber looking weapon and it's dark in colour I thought that was the biggest tell because yeah. she's all dressed in white and she's carrying this dark metallic lightsabery style weapon um, but just hits people in the face of it and I thought I mean even the end of it looks like a lightsaber it's like it's got the, the little fence at the end and the little nozzle bit. Yeah. I just assumed yeah, no, cool. I assumed it was going to be dead and the moment her knowledge kicked in, she would realise it's a lightsaber and she repairs it. That's why I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Um, but, who knows? I mean, I reckon that's what that last bit was. I reckon she's she realised what it was and used it because it looked like it was part of her stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice that... And, and, then she takes on the name Skywalker. Yeah. Because she didn't have really a name anyway. So no. that was a sweet little touch at the end, I thought. Because it, it made me feel like she's honouring and actually almost at that point finally maturing. Because she's very well, impulsive yeah. and very. A lot of. <laughs> in fact, it is just brats running around, this whole generation, to be honest. Well, and it's like yeah. the older actors going, oh, God's sake, just sit down. Stop running around and think for a second. And then they're running around going, ah! <laughs> yeah. That's one hell of a uh, coming of age. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I have to say, uh, fucking hell, Palpatine was shit. Yeah. He was so shit. Yeah. Like, they didn't explain anything about, like, how he was still around. Nope. It's just like, I'm just here being evil and fucked <laughs> with, up and no eyes with, and... With <laughs> my minions, who are these hundreds of people in the crowd? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? How? How are there so many? See, what he should have... It Clearly, that looked like some sort of Sith temple. Yeah. It'd been with, there for God knows how long. Did, did uh, anyone say that? No. Did he even say that? He said, no, this is... At least say this is hallowed ground. This is the core of the Sith. Something. Yeah. Some sort of law. Not just... <laughs> Guess who, boys? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. He, um... I... I was... I was hoping that... I was hoping that something different was going to happen. I kind of thought... The whole idea of him being able to possess people I was thinking oh shit are they setting that up for a final Kylo um sort of since Kylo always wanted to be Vader he's gonna end up being Palpatine yeah well that's yeah, what was... I thought it was going that's really how I thought it was going no it didn't <laughs> which would I have think... been kind of lame but at least you know you would have seen 
a, a juiced up Jedi versus, you know, all of the Jedi and all of the Sith actually like the final battle. Yeah. So when they when they go to that broken down Death Star, yep. that's on that's on Endor, yep. yeah? Or one of the moons of Endor. Yeah. Um so and then there's like a there's a lightsaber fight between Kylo and Ray there. Yeah. On this sort of dam looking thing. That's part of the Death Star. The Death Star is right. sticking out of the water. It's basically a chunk of it has blasted off from the explosion right. and smashed into the planet, into the moon. Um, didn't you find that fight like really shit? I, I, f- I didn't know what the purpose of it was. I think it was just him. It was actually no, it was him baiting her, baiting her. Yeah, and her, all, all like- of the fights he's doing is to basically just make her more and more angry. And he beat her. He actually beat her. Uh, but she stabbed him in, and yeah, uh, but she only stabbed him. him because he he got interrupted by oh Leia yeah yeah so Leia, he, he, Leia, beat, Leia. he beat her she was on her knees lightsaber was gone um, she only beat him because he dropped his saber because he was so shocked and she grabbed it and stabbed him that's it. So Leia basically used the last of her power to sort of just try and reach out to try him. And because he said he could out. never go home. He give, thought give, he was give ir- him um, a bit of a yeah. conscience sort of thing. He thought he was irredeemable, but the fact that she spoke out to him, she reached out to him, made him realise that he wasn't beyond redemption, even though he was still a bastard. <laughs> and I love yeah, the fact true. that I love the fact that they did bring Han back as a force go yeah That's nice it. for Harrison Ford to show up for a couple of minutes <laughs> yeah hey kid I got another paycheck <laughs> it's like... no I thought I thought like, I really thought he was checked out by now but no nice of him to do that I think maybe the fact that uh, Carrie Fisher had passed yeah might have uh, helped him because I mean I really don't envy JJ Abrams like he sort of set all this stuff up and then and then Ryan Johnson kills off Luke, and then Carrie off actually dies. <laughs> kills off Snoke. Kills off Snoke. So what the fuck else is he going to do? Yeah. I have to say, overall, like, in some closing thoughts, unless you've got any other specific things you want to mention. Yeah. Uh, I think, like I said, overall, I enjoyed it. As a direct sequel to Force Awakens, and just the Force Awakens, and just in the, yeah. this trilogy... I thought it was okay. I could have done without the Palpatine stuff. Yeah. I was quite happy with Ray just being a nobody. To me, that was was the message of Last Jedi that I appreciated the most, was the fact that she was a nobody and that it could happen to anyone. Hmm. And that left the door open for all kinds of Force-related hijinks around the galaxy. Which is still not closed. Yeah, you got the kid with a broom at the end of... uh... At the end of, um, was it Last, Last Jedi? Je- Last yeah. Jedi, yes. Yep. Kid with a broom. That's opening the door, so new generation. Yeah, um, in many in many ways, right, I sort of think like this tri- trilogy is the wrong way around. Like, I think, Abraham, I think this one should have been the one that came second. Yeah. And the Last Jedi sort There's of should have... Yeah, a somber ending to it. Should have been the weird ending, like, of where are we going to go next kind of thing. Yeah. But no, it has to be a trilogy. It has to be closed off. So this is a necessary film, unfortunately. Do you, do you, one thing that really, really did annoy me. Um, I mean, like, it, it almost made me a bit angry and then I had to just, like, just get over it. Knights of Ren. How shit were they? Ugh. They did yeah. nothing. They turned up like Monty Python extras. They did absolutely nothing. Um, it's like, and it's then just, and he beat them unarmed. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like just another thing on a long list of things that like JJ Abrams felt like he had to reintroduce, I, but, no, but because that's the they thing. were not addressed I, in the last film. The thing is, I've seen the artwork for them um, from the Force Awakens, and he couldn't include it in the film because it would have been too long. Um, and they were all meant to be like as good as Kylo. Yeah. In terms of like combat capabilities. They did not show any of that. <laughs> they yeah. really did not show any. And also I'm getting a bit annoyed at how lame the Imperial Guards are. 
the the guys in red who just seem to get killed like stormtroopers. <laughs> They're not in life. I, I, what, is, is it like the red? Is it the red shirt joke? It's like <laughs> because yeah. I just I just thought it's a bit ridiculous. They're supposed to be the Imperial Guards, and yet like. Admittedly, in the last one where they were taken on, they they actually fought quite well. The guards surrounding Snoke, um, but in this one, they were just they they Shit. weren't. They might as well have not even been there. Yeah, the Imperial Snoke, the ones guarding Snoke, were cool. That is a yeah, wicked. That's what I mean. They fought like really Jedi. well, but these ones, you just barely noticed them in the background, and they died. <laughs> there are. If you think about it right, there are so many striking images in The Last Jedi. There was none of that in this film. Yeah. You know what the other thing... Also, do you know who there wasn't? Captain Phasma. Yeah, well, she met her grisly end. I'm (laughs) I'm glad that she didn't fucking turn up again. Christ. Oh, yeah, what about um, Matey being the spy? Yeah. Do you know what that reminded me of? Tux, wasn't it? Hux. do you know what that reminded me of? What? It reminded me of Star Wars Rebels. Where you've oh, got the yeah, um yeah, you've got yeah. the guy and he's the spy. I'll sit in there yeah. going Ah <laughs> I really didn't see that coming. That no. was quite clever actually. Because he's such a snivelling yes. like I love weakling. The, yeah, I love the, the fact I love the fact that he goes, Oh, I don't care if you win. I just want Kylo to lose. <laughs> I thought, okay, there's his motivation right there. He's willing to burn an entire <laughs> empire, to burn everything to the ground, just so Kylo loses. <laughs> Actually, what you know? What like I reckon? I reckon there could be some like long-term love for that character going on. Well, the fact that he is just—he is just like he goes from like this over-the-top like. Hitler fucking <laughs> yeah. Empire rah, yes. yeah. in the first film yeah. to this basically a dishcloth. Yeah. Like like smacked around like <laughs> shit. He, he, he is this comic relief. To be isn't a traitor. It? Yeah. Like I mean, well yeah, you, like what an arc for a character yeah. across the three movies. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even think of that, like actually thinking about it in the <laughs> context of the whole trilogy. Like that's he's it's pretty he cool, might be it? my favourite character now. Yeah. <laughs> How amazing! That is that is really actually amazing. It's kind like, of a shame I, to not see more of him now. Yeah, yeah, he is awesome. I think I think as soon as I finish this, I might have to set up a meme or something. <laughs> yeah, like respect the Hux. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for the Hux, like yeah, oh my god, yeah, like all your awesome. cities would be gone. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Actually, well, it's like he's the one that dropped the line in um in was it Last Jedi when Kylo opens fire on 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 Skywalker on that planet on the Salt Planet and he's literally like tearing the ground up enough firepower to to be. I'm surprised they couldn't have got through the door with that amount of firepower anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he goes, "Do you think you got him?" <laughs> it's like this little line. Oh, he's background. just constantly like smacking him into walls and strangling him and being thrown across the floor <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Dragged by his nose, isn't it? It's just like But yeah, like like there was there was just so much real striking imagery in The Last Jedi yeah. uh, that I feel like is worthy of 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 uh the Yeah like just just iconic I, even, even The Force Awakens, I mean I that film still makes my head spin. The scene where they first get in the Falcon, they start flying through the um, Star Destroyer. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that is insane. Even now, I mean, you've seen it recently, but I, I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> that whole sequence where you're sitting in cinema and you're like, you're not ready for that. You know yeah. something's going to happen when they get in the Falcon, but you're really not ready for them to be chased by a Tie Fighters through the guts of an Imperial Star Destroyer <laughs> that's crashed on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> just thinking about that as a sentence, you're like, wow. And executed so, it so well. So, I mean, for me, like, th- this latest movie is is the weakest of the three. Yeah. Like, by quite a distance, in my opinion. So, in a sense, you kind of really do have a... Because a lot of people said that Jedi was the weakest of the original trilogy. Um, yeah. Empire was a somber one. And A New Hope was the sort of middle space, sort of like, this is the space film. Um, 
So in a sense, they kind of, in a really weird way, did it again. Yeah. But almost like how this generation kind of would. Yeah, I think almost, I think almost they... like a kind of um, uh, what's it called? Family that's not quite thingied. Um, dysfunctional. Yes, it's a dysfunctional trilogy. That's what it is. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I think overall, like, yeah, this this trilogy mirrors the original more than they all kind of. I don't know. In fact, actually, though, I think I think the prequels actually get better. Yeah. But, but but that's mostly because they just start off on such a low point. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, uh, my main takeaway uh, out of all of this is that I'm glad it's over, and now we can start focusing on some other aspects of the Star Wars universe. I, I'm I'm really looking forward. I, I agree, actually. You know what? I I agree. I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next because I didn't think it was possible for them to make a film like Rogue One and they did and if that was just about the people getting the Death Star plans out that very simple concept and they made a film like that I'm if they sit down take their time and just come up with an idea and make a film I'm I'm all for that Marcus I've just discovered a time machine I'm going to program it to the 31st of March, 2020. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we both look the same. Yeah. But yeah, we've got a. We're, we're now in a 2020, and nice. uh, and we we've, we've got a Disney Plus. Yep. And uh, and and so yeah, we haven't had time to watch all of the Mandalorian yet, but um, oh, yeah, we've watched, I, I, I we've watched some it. of it, haven't we? I've, I've, was it was it seven episodes? <laughs> uh, no, it's eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I never know. You know me. I just turn up and go. Is there more? And I just. Have you watched? Yeah. Seven? So I've, I've watched... seen seven so far. Oh, you saw? Oh, right. Okay. So you've seen seven. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, Sorry, I haven't seen seven yet. It's just the capacity of the radiation from that just totally doesn't you number on me. You overshot it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I fell out. I fell out of the out of the DeLorean while we were going along. So, yeah, it's, uh, I um, didn't get quite you know, to the end there. So <laughs> we won't mention the suitcase we found in there with the white stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like you know, like I was saying back in December. Um, yeah, of good old know, 2019. Inter- God, that was a long That's time it. ago. I was really interested in like checking out uh, some things. I, I'd heard about the Baby Yoda stuff, obviously, yeah. because. It's almost that, like that's Disney been, that's been a meme it, since but... 2019, hasn't it? It's almost like it's almost like Grumpy Cat now. You know, it needs to stop. That's right. Yeah, but like you know what I mean. Like it, it go. I think this show is like a perfect example of how much uh, runway there is for yeah. the Star Wars. Canon, it feels you know? like a love letter. It's ridiculous. There is so much. Like you feel it in everything. I mean. The score, I mean, not the score, the score, the music, um, the music surprised me slightly more disco than what I was expecting, um, especially with like the end credits, but the score as the show sort of progresses each episode feels like original trilogy. Yeah. There is a weird feeling it gives you like you're in that world and then you and then it builds the layers by letting you see original trilogy stormtroopers because everyone's seen like first order ones or the prequel clone ones which were meant to look like a hybrid of stormtrooper helmets and mandalorian armor it's like fuck you. <laughs> what the hell was that about? Yeah. <laughs> um but these are like good old fashioned stormtroopers and they're rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, what? Yeah, but still I mean, terrifying. Yeah, I mean, what I like about uh, the Mandalorian, though, is like, especially in the first few episodes, is the fact that basically he does these jobs, he gets mm. credits, and then 
all he does is just spend the money on making his armor better. Yes, it feels like a video game. I was it's, sitting there, it, I was sitting there just, going, he's gone back to the smith and he's yeah, up to his stats. like, oh, I think that's like, a pauldron. <laughs> yes. He goes, oh. And he goes, yes, I now have increased stats on this pauldron. <laughs> My defense has gone up significantly. That's it. And then he goes out and kills more stuff and gets shot more. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like he's bumping his AC up. But he, but he won't upgrade his ship because that's good enough. You know, it does the job. Kind of like you wouldn't do in a game. You'd be like, well, yeah. my ship's fine. I've got enough offensive. I can get it from A to B. I need more defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, the supporting cast in this. So, so basically, the Mandalorian is played by Pedro Pascal, although it's come out recently that he's not always there. Really? <laughs> he does the voice, but apparently the last episode, that wasn't him. Oh, in wow. the suit but it doesn't really matter it can be any <laughs> that's true it's any true. fucker can just be like oh yeah he's sick can you just wear this <laughs> but uh, yeah whoever they've got obviously has some good some cool oh, um the guy in the desert I don't remember his name but he ends his sentence his statements with I have spoken that's Nick Nolte oh yeah yeah that's it <laughs> Nick I thought... friggin Nolte <laughs> I know yeah it's mad isn't it <laughs> I thought it was um Warwick Davis because it looked it looked a bit like him yeah but um oh that's a knife that's my cheese knife um but yeah like the supporting cast sorry I'm just gonna find yeah Gina Carano uh she's like an ex-MMA fighter she's on the one where they go to that uh that sort of like she's an uh, ex-shock trooper yeah like this temperate planet yeah Taika Wahiti plays a droid in the pilot um Oh, look, I'll go to full cast because there is just some absolutely banging people. Yeah, Mark Boone Jr. from Sons of Anarchy. He showed up the other week. Amy Sedaris as the mechanic when they get to Tatooine. Bill Burr, the comedian. Um, oh, God, who are Cl- Clancy Brown, the Kurgan from yeah. Highlander, yeah. plays that fucking, De- are they called a Deveronian? You know uh, where they do like that? Because there's a lot of obsession in this show with like, death by door yeah and uh, there's a bit where like this door shuts on that Devronian and <laughs> yeah. then he just oh no it shuts looks down. like Satan isn't he it shuts down yeah he's like <laughs> the Satan looking dude and it just shuts down he just like gets up and then it shut closes on him again and he's just like <laughs> like cannot fucking he's still kill him. alive though because you see you see him in the cell oh yeah 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 I know yeah how, how got, is he not dead <laughs> because they're double up yeah, true. Oh, yeah. actually, yeah, he takes a flamethrower to the face, doesn't he? Just walks <laughs> through it. <laughs> yeah, they're just indestructible, those dudes. I want to see more of those sorts of dudes in the Star Wars universe, basically. Yeah, um, yeah Richard Iowadi from the IT crowd was the droid in that episode. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yes. Actually, um, Suze did say that she recognised the voice. Yeah, yeah. Real, and, it and it's like, like um, they almost programmed they almost put his mannerisms in as well like the yeah. droid would turn his yeah. head like to the camera I slightly as well I believe you want to do that yeah yeah oh yeah. um going back to uh Gina Carano yeah isn't she the tough person who has to fight with Colossus in Deadpool possibly the, the really butch woman because uh, uh, they uh, right in the finale, right at the yeah, end, when they're on the helicarrier, she is in Deadpool, the first one at least. Yeah, I'm sure I've, I've I recognised her. Yeah, she's in loads of good stuff, but she's she is a uh, she is in a uh, a great film called Haywire. But yeah, she's an M- MMA oh, fighter. I've just oh, and I've I didn't mean to do this, but I've looked at the uh, IMDb. Apparently, she's in the next two episodes, so that's but that's kind of a good spoiler. Yay! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm no, also I think waiting. She's awesome. Yeah, I'm also waiting for Giancarlo Esposito to turn up as well. Apparently, he's playing a uh, an imperial dude. Yeah. We're talking about Gus Fring. Oh yeah, yeah, he's just turned up. Oh right, well that yeah, I haven't seen Seven. So. Oh. Yeah, he's Moff Gideon, which I assume is a Moff, as in an Imperial. Yeah. No, no, it's like um, the Tick sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell me that. Oh, Please don't tell me. But anyway, no. yeah, the Mandalorian right. really I'm, I'm not going to say nothing. I didn't realise I was ahead. <clears throat> yeah, only one episode. I think I'm going to fix that in a minute. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. the Mandalorian's ace. And it's, um, yeah, it's like a 
a, a really good uh, Star Wars show. Like, and it's it's quite episodic, um, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think no. that kind of works really because it's such a rich world, and the the more episodic you make it, the more bits of Star Wars I, I you kinda, get to I kind of want to see more characters doing stuff like this because I would yeah. totally watch like a Ewan McGregor Obi Wan in a similar thing, like him just oh, going well, around doing yeah, his thing getting older well, that's, that's definitely happening i know but so. i'm just saying like you you take that formula i would there are so many characters i would just watch yeah 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 big time all right well uh yeah um i think we need to time travel back to december or we're gonna yeah. miss christmas so i um, can't do that i think we'll leave it there right yeah. well For this special star wars celebration of an episode we'd have to we'd have to make sure that we we take the road out of town because you know, Empress Sue's of the Blood Army is um, declared that this is the uh, Saint Satan's holiday, and <laughs> she's most displeased. So we better go back to when things were were nicer. <laughs> Absolutely. All right then. Okay, mate. Well, I'll see you uh, back before we record this bit. Yes. Catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Not Watching Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network, where you can also find the Not Playing Podcast, where we talk about video games, and the Not Listening Podcast, where you can hear Adam and co. talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk, and if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, bye! compliance regulations change thousands of times and every year ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else like running their business grow stronger with ADP HR talent time and payroll